Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. I'm Alex. And I'm Britton. Uh... And and this week we, we so we are continuing the Jumanji franchise. We're going to be talking about Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. Mm-hmm. Is that the right title? It um, is. Oddly, not much uh, of whoever sings Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, Guns and Roses. Uh, Guns and Roses. There we go. That's fine. Um, look, I'm a, I've had a few sips of a hard cider, <laughs> so I apologize if I'm a little you know. I, oh, this okay. might get a little wild here. A real a um, real fridge situation. I see. Yes. <laughs> uh i want to i want to first though we we try not to date the podcast yeah you know we tr- we try to really live in like what's the movie we're reviewing we're going to talk about it um and we're going to kind of stick with that but marvel uh you know just had san diego comic con last mm-hmm. week they did their big hall h panel kevin feige was there the, all the actors were there i don't think you know i can really overstate how incredible the news they announced was I think we just need to take a second to pause um, and acknowledge this because, like, man, what what a genius that Feige is. They have finally cast Cosmo the Space Dog for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> uh, I believe going to be showing up in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, uh, <clears throat> portrayed by Maria Bak- Bakalova. Oh, that my right? God. That's who she's playing? <laughs> Yes. Oh my. Yes. I didn't put it uh, together that that's who that was. Cosmo. Oh, Cosmo. That's so good. Typically portrayed as as masculine in the comics, but uh, gonna gonna give her a chance to to show us, you know, the the lovable Russian space dog. So I just, you know, I felt like we really needed to stop and acknowledge. Can't believe I didn't put that's uh, really the, good. The brilliance. I'm, I'm the great. brilliance. It's it's just spectacular. Yeah, I'm really into that. <laughs> I did not see, but Borat subsequent movie film. Uh, Tyler, I don't believe you did. Alex, Look, you've seen it how many times? Uh, Three point oh 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 five, and by that I mean I watched the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and okay, and the Red Letter Media review. So maybe slightly oh, higher like a, than that. Oh six. Okay. Sure. 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 Fun. <laughs> well, that's very. Uh, exciting that academy award nominee maria bakalova is going to be cosmo the space dog you you know it's really funny because at comic-con the rock who is in the movie we'll be talking about had a big presentation and everyone's mildly enthused about black adam i mean you know i i came to the conclusion this weekend that Dwayne johnson is basically an atv that got turned into a car salesman so like <laughs> yeah i think i think this works yeah, it's fair you know okay so i i can understand we're not gonna that's just he would he, he would generate some mild enthusiasm about this this black adam picture we're just we're just sitting on that premise yeah that's, yeah yeah okay just, just everyone accepts it, it. Why? you know canon yeah continue alex uh i i I just want to reiterate i i thought it was the funniest thing ever that dc had like two trailers one of which wasn't even it was like a minute long and then marvel was just like here's our entire slate we'll see y'all at t23 guys alex has been alex has been throwing out all of his batman memorabilia he said i'm i'm a full marvel zombie facing front i was like you know I, I I didn't like Love and Thunder. My feelings on the MCU is very mixed right now. But dang it, you brought me back. You you brought me back with a timeline. 
Alex loves yeah. charts. I, 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 we all as, do, as, though. As yeah. somebody who does actually like organization and having oh. peace of mind with that, I kind of do. I'm the, I'm the keeper of the score sheet. That's true. And I of the joke sheet. <sighs> um, <laughs> Speaking of jokes, hand of scores. Well, not really. Um, we're, we're, we're going into cyberspace this week, guys. Going into the video game world. That's true. <laughs> really putting on our nerd glasses. Yeah. Uh, is that, is that my cue? Yeah, that's my cue. Jumanji, mm. welcome to the jungle from 2017, directed by Jake Kasdan. And if that sounds familiar, it's because he is the son of Lawrence Kasdan, writer of Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and maybe Raiders of the Lost Ark. I can't remember. Um... This movie has a 76% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 87% audience score. I liked this movie a lot more than I thought I would. <laughs> yeah, had either of y'all Same. seen this previously? No. I had not. Okay, because I saw it in theaters uh, and remember being like happily surprised by it. And then watching it again this time, I was like, yeah, this movie is great. <laughs> like, I'm a big fan of this movie. I, I think that's exactly what I want it to do. Uh, but what is it doing? Well, let's discuss. The synopsis reads thus. Rhymes. Four high school kids discover an old video game console and are drawn into the game's jungle setting, literally becoming the adult avatars they chose. What they discover is you don't just play Jumanji, you must survive it. To beat the game and return to the real world, they'll have to go on the most dangerous adventure of their lives, discover what Alan Parrish left 20 years ago, a shack, and change the way they think about themselves, or they'll be stuck in the game forever. That's interesting that they throw Alan Parrish directly into the synopsis when he's mentioned in like two lines of dialogue. Yeah, it's a very quick uh, toss away. <laughs> he left behind Jumanji, okay? I guess that's true. Didn't the, don't, did 1996, didn't that one end in France? Wasn't it like washed up on the coast in another country? Or have I just retconned that in my head? No, that's that's how it ends, yeah. Okay. Those those kids that found it were like, what's this? Or, yeah. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Sure. And then uh, chucked it back into the ocean. It was like the uh, it was the like the Luke's lightsaber in Re- Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or there's more than one Jumanji. <gasps> also possible. It's a multi manji <laughs> into the Jumanji verse. That's what that's what um, that multi manji is what I call an Italian buffet. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and it settles on Alex like a like a fine bolognese. <laughs> Doctor uh, Strange in the Multimanji of Madness. <laughs> yes. Yes. Tyler was about to say something. <laughs> That's I'm all I got. Him, I'm letting him I, I started <laughs> to say something about the movie, and then I was like, do I want to try and take that into doing more jokes? And I don't think I do. Um... <laughs> So this movie, to kind of dive right in, the idea is that Jumanji somehow ends up back in the hands. I think he finds him on a beach, right? Yeah, he finds him on a beach. Of of a, a guy who's in, did they say, what city are they in? Do we know where in the U.S. they are? Any town, California, USA. Okay, well, sure. But Presum- the- it's coastal, presumably. Right, right. But it's got to be East Coast, right? Like, it's um, not, I guess. This, this, this game's not... Yeah, getting all the one... way to France yeah, and then going true. all the way back. Is it? I, I don't know. Yeah, not that Although, 
I'm going to stop questioning it. Hey, hey, um, hey, maybe it was the same beach, and maybe those kids are like foreign exchange students. We that's don't true. Know. They could have been on a vacation. Or maybe yeah. the, the people making the movie, they were just like, it ends on a beach, let's just do that. And they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. They didn't turn on the um, subtitles, okay? They didn't see that they were clearly speaking French. <laughs> yes. Uh, this this kid was, this kid who picks it up was like, just very dismissive of board games, which is not uh, okay, but that's fine. I understand for the plot of the movie, we have to let that happen. Uh, and so then Jumanji, in a move that I find very uh, entertaining, is like, hey, I can I can stick with the times. I can be cool. Yeah. And it turns into an not in 64 con- cartridge like some sort of well it, it, and a very like thing. nondescript console as well yes. with like wood paneling yeah i think they say at one point like oh is this like a super nintendo and yeah it's... like no it's not quite that we're not going <laughs> to talk about it i i was kind of um, shocked because it is a sony movie i figured they would have shoehorned in like oh it's a playstation yeah. one or sure. something yeah. Well, he does have uh, posters in his room for Uncharted Four, and I, uh, I did see that. There's yeah. another one. There's another game. Oh, Last Guardian. Mm. Um, and I was like, "You're really playing the like the Britain gamut of video games." <laughs> um, <laughs> it's also like very. No, Uncharted Four was earlier. I don't know. I was gonna say like that that feels like movie. just hey, let's put our marketing posters up sure, for this year, yeah. but that's not true actually. Um, I love that game. But yeah, um, the Jumanji turns itself into a console over overnight. Yes, uh, and so he, or I think just a cartridge, and he takes the cartridge oh, okay. out and he puts it in the the weird console that we don't know about. Right. Um, and he plays it and gets sucked in. The effect looks better than uh, Alan Parrish sure. getting sucked in as a child to the board game. Um, not a fair comparison, but true. Well, but I, I like that just, they go for the know, same idea. Oh, I like to do yes. the same idea of the effect that it's like the the ribbons of his his fingers turn into ribbons and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we we jump forward to 2017, where uh, Alex Wolf and friends, uh, or Alex Wolf and not friends, uh, get detention Breakfast Club style and have to clean up a bunch of magazines with staple removers. Uh, and then they find this game, which is, I don't know what the implication of it being in the school yeah. is because the other guy disappears in, in, like in his house, his house, freak house. Maybe the father like donated a bunch of stuff to the school and that was included. Maybe that, that would track. Uh, but yeah, they, they all get sucked in. And this is where the, like, I was kind of enjoying, you know, I was like, all right, this is, this is fine. Like, there's nothing insane going on here, but sure, this is setting up a film. Um, <clears throat> but this, where they go into the game, I think really is where the movie starts to shine because they do a really smart thing of not trying to play on tired video game tropes. Yes. Yes. It's, it's all like, Hey, what if this was a modern ish video game? Mm hmm. There are NPCs, they're getting a quest, uh, they have, like, lives, but it's not, like, a hokey thing, it's, like, you you have a UI on your wrist mm-hmm. that shows you how many lives you have, um, and they, 
they portray they don't try and be like what would a video game in the 90s be like and let's let's make pixels that'll be fun yeah. um they they make it a i mean and by pixels i mean the movie pixels <laughs> right uh, i mean it is sony <laughs> that's true uh, <laughs> like we already got that out of our system <laughs> um no they they make it like they they even have the, them interacting with the npcs and the npcs repeat dialogue once they've exhausted all their dialogue um it, it I think is a much smarter approach to it uh, than if they'd really tried to lean into like, well, what are the 60 year olds going to think video games are like, yeah. <laughs> like we're a bunch of guys in, in a boardroom uh, who haven't played a video game ever. Uh, what do our grandkids say about video games? What's, what's Mario up to? Sure. <laughs> like, and, and that probably a lot of that does come from it being Sony like that that probably does genuinely help that I don't know. They could kind of play off of that. I don't know that any of the creators would really be involved in Sony video game production, but it it feels like there is something there of, Oh, let's make something that's actually going to appeal to people who play video games and that they're going to find funny. Um, And it works. It works really well. I think that the humor in general is really smart in the way it does that. It creates some stakes for them to play off of. Um, and it sets up kind of the whole conceit of the movie, which is that we have these avatars that are representing our characters and these, all these famous actors get to try to portray teenage children. And it's fun. Well, I, I definitely, th- there's a lot of things that I think this movie chooses not to do. And that's, those are very smart things. Mm-hmm. One of them being, I love that it doesn't drench us in tired video game jokes. Um, that it's it's a very simple setup and even it is kind of modern but it's also it is very 90s in that it, it you you get the sense that this would be like a beat em up you know mm-hmm. like the the ui on the, the screen is very simple the villain is very bland which is which works in terms of them playing a 90s video game maybe not so much as me watching a movie sure um, sure but you know whatever and the npcs and everything but the the I feel like the the temptation with and I haven't like watched Free Guy so I, I can't loop that into this, but with something like Pixels or, or or something would to be just making tons of tons and tons and tons of jokes, but it's like it's the most rote basic thing, which is fine. That's all you really need. I like that it doesn't overdo that that aspect, yeah. um, and I like that it. I agree. The, the the movie does pick up for me more once they're into the video game, but I think the opening stuff really works and i think it is really Mm -hmm. necessary because it doesn't take too long but it really identifies those four kids very specifically and they're fairly broad tropes but the actors i think all do a nice job alex wolf of course from uh uh, hereditary um and the naked brothers and naked brothers band and pig um and probably (laughs) one of these things it's not like (laughs) the other pig and uh I, I really like how, and I'm going to have to do a whole spiel about the adult actors in a bit, but it defines those four teenagers so well that for the rest of the movie, I'm completely aware that I'm watching those four teenagers within those adult actors. Um, it always is so clear to me at every point, like, that is Spencer as Dwayne Johnson. That is uh, uh, Martha as Karen Gillan. Um, and I think, I think it, it, it does a lot with a very short amount of time. Um, because it's just, it's, it's clever. <laughs> and I think it had like four screenwriters, which is interesting. Um, one was Chris McKenna and that probably helps. 
I was gonna say I I will I will address the screenwriters of this movie because <laughs> oh, they are uh, they are veterans on Here Come the Sequels and uh, oh snap for for both of you probably for good reasons for me quite the opposite. Uh oh, pitch perfect, and then. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I like both of those qualities. Alex, tell us about these screenwriters, these pasty nerds who write movies. They are pasty nerds because they've written a bunch of nerdy stuff that I hate. <laughs> um, so <laughs> 2001 A Space Odyssey, Unchained on the Blade Runner. <laughs> um, well, two of Mon the Uncle. screenwriters on this were Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, and they are kind of big summer blockbuster veterans now. Um, they did write the Lego Batman movie, so there's that. Okay. But they also wrote all three Tom Holland Spider-Man movies uh, and mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Well, this is go. their best work. There, I said it. <laughs> no, I, I think actually I think no. Uh, Homecoming is probably their best work. This is second best. Interesting. I think the I think the script is is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> also, Mark Evan Jackson is their principal, and that's just fun for me because he'll pop up in the weirdest yeah. stuff. But I really, really enjoy that's seeing true. him. He's great. Yeah, I think um, this kind of I, I was able to separate this from the first Jumanji, and I really think it's got kind of different objectives. But that didn't really hurt it at all because it was yep. just doing them so well, and I, I think yep. it succeeds. Probably as much as the original does, but in very different ways. Because mm-hmm. with this one, I it's not very scary. Like, it's no. just more of a fun action romp. Um, but it definitely has a lot of fun with that. And I think the cast is fantastic and everyone has, like, really strong chemistry with each other. Um, yeah, probably the only downside just on a first viewing is just the villain's kind of lame. But that's yeah. the, the movie's not really about the villain. Um, right. But yeah, I think... Um, I don't know. This is one of those weird ones where it's like, yeah, we're basically just going to like take this property and just do a different thing with it. And it worked. Yeah, I, I think from just from a very, very subjective personal place, I think the biggest thing I would ding the movie for is that it doesn't feel like the first Jumanji. Yeah. Which in a way is maybe a good thing because I kind of if I want to watch original Jumanji, I'll just watch that Jumanji. Right. And And I've talked so much about how it felt haunting and scary and everything to me as a kid i doubt i'm the only person who felt that way but i don't know if that is the thing people associate with jumanji i think it is because that's how i feel about it too (laughs) well and and, uh working just as from from broad strokes i can totally see the producers being like we don't this shouldn't be as we don't need to traumatize anybody this is supposed to be fun just make it fun and this feels more like a comedy movie than an action movie at at times um i do think the action sequences are fine I wouldn't, none of them are like astonishing there. They're fine. Yeah. Um, But it's one of those things where the villain doesn't really work, but the heroes work so well for me. And I find the heroes so compelling that I'm therefore, I'm fine. I'm totally fine with the villain being just kind of a throwaway character. Even though he's played by Bobby Cannavale, who's a great actor. You know, he's not got a lot to do. He's named Vem Pelt. That's cute reference. But, you know, it's... Yeah, what is going on there yeah so why is do we want to talk about just kind of the broad strokes references to the first film well because some of them I feel like some that, of them make that, sense and some of them don't yeah that's the only one for me because like the i was really surprised how how much this picked up right from the opening mm-hmm. or, or right from the ending i should say how much the opening picked up from the ending of the 1995 jumanji 
Like, I did not expect that to just straight up say, yeah, the, he, he found... We're not addressing the fact that it landed on a different beach at first, but he found yeah. the board game. Board game turned into a video game. We're off to the races. Like, And then we do kind of establish, like, this is the jungle that Alan Parrish was lost in. Yeah. That's what's happening here. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with Van Pelt in this movie. <laughs> My Yeah, because it, it, in a way, I I could take that as... Well, if, if if the board game morphed from a board game to a video game, then it would kind of morph everything within that sure. game. And so it's like, well, this is like the new version of the Vampelt code or whatever. And which I'm like, yeah, for sure. Except that now we're supposed to believe that this is where Robin Williams was. Which is a little unless unless it just kind of carried that. Yeah, it's just like, this is just an upgraded version of it, and it just happens to have some of the markers that maybe he left behind. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I think, um, I actually think the original Van Pelt, like, just that character archetype works better in the 90s beat-em-up video game format than this guy does, because... Like you said, Bobby Cannavale is good. Good actor. He's been in plenty of great stuff. Um, yeah. But I nothing. I got nothing from him. In this he movie. he could cough scorpions. That's, That's pretty true. cool. Jonathan Hyde wasn't coughing scorpions. Tell well, you that didn't didn't a centipede like crawl in his ear or something? That was I don't know. Okay. Bobby Cannavale. If you shined a laser scanner in his eyes, it wouldn't even affect him because one of his eyes doesn't even work. <laughs> so he already has like a buff. Uh, which is sure. which is helpful. Yeah, I, I that that <laughs> there's a lot of logistics about this that you're just supposed to not worry about too much. For instance, when they fix everything and win the game, time resets so that the kid who got lost at the beginning of the game went back in his own time, grew up normally, and the house is not Freak House anymore. Yeah, but only our four heroes know know that about the previous timeline. Yeah. Whereas in the old Jumanji, it's... Well, I guess they kind of do that in the old Jumanji, too, don't they? Where no, everything resets, except it, it, Alan and uh, uh, Bonnie Hunt now. Yeah, if if it were consistent, if they kept it all the same, if if we were dealing with the exact same kind of tra- time travel and time reset rules, yeah. um, the older guy, who is uh, Tom Hanks' son... Yeah, Colin Hanks. Um, is his name Alex in the movie? Because I'm getting confused. His and name not, is Alex. Yeah. Not just because I'm Alex. We, we're, we're setting that aside for the moment because we've got Alex Wolf and then we've got another guy named Alex. Um, but yeah, if, if we were playing by the rules of the original and maybe it's because it's an upgraded game, I don't know. You sure. can kind of hand wave it to magic. Um, <laughs> yeah. He would be the only one to remember and then he would meet those kids and be like, I think I recognize them. Yeah, And that would yeah. be it. It's a new game plus, I guess, that they're playing so, at this point. I, uh, I contend, <clears throat> contend that this goes even deeper. Oh, I think that uh, this implies that the timeline split after a game of Jumanji Ooh. is won. Uh, given <clears throat> what you just said, <coughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. They're trying to silence me. Um, <laughs> given given what you just said, I'm. I would like to propose that we in the original Jumanji, right? There is a timeline where the game ended in 1996. And the kids remembered, and they met uh, Alan Parrish, and were like, "Hey, we remember you." And they all they all reunited, uh, but maybe everyone 
still remembers the horrible things that have happened to the town or the town was not restored in this timeline. And we have the other timeline where the kids don't remember, which implies that there's a timeline also splitting out of Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle uh, in which the, what would it be? It would be that, yeah, what you were just saying, that the kids remember they're still in a timeline. No, the kids don't remember. Tyler, I think what you're getting yes, at is... Yes, yes, the kids don't remember, and Colin Hanks does remember, and then he sees the kids, and it's like, I have to introduce myself to you all over again, and this is weird, because I'm an adult and you're children. Tyler, I think what you're trying to get at is they need to make one more Jumanji movie, and we haven't seen the next level, so we'll get right. there. Um, we'll get there next week. Uh, mm-hmm. But they need to make one more. It'll be a big crossover event. We'll bring back Kirsten Dunst and... and what was his name? Timmy from the first film or whatever? Yeah, Peter. Peter, there we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And he'll now, be played by Dane DeHaan. He, he will also be having, he will continue to have the monkey makeup on him despite <laughs> that being solved <laughs> yes. in the first film. Because um, who cares? Um, it'll be a big crossover event. We'll bring back Josh Hutcherson. We'll bring back Tex Shepard and Kristen mm-hmm. Stewart. We'll bring back the... the Zathura uh, crowd. See, really, Zathura is the only one where the timeline was sort of yeah fractured. Uh, no, well, the opposite, where the timeline was uh, oh, satisfied, yeah, yeah, where yeah, where yeah. the loop was closed, and a single timeline came out. So they are really the only victors of Jumanji. My, my even point, though they played Zathura. My point, Tyler, is that this big crossover event needs to be called Crisis on in- Infinite Jumanjis. That's yeah. I do like the idea of them being like, there's more coming through. And then Kirsten Dunst just like walks through a green <laughs> portal or something. Yeah. We need more. We need more help. And who's that? It's Jonah Bobo. <laughs> He's back, baby. But yeah, that's the only I think that that's the only logical way you can reconcile. Yeah. The fact that the timeline works differently uh, in this versus sure. in the original Jumanji is that there are separate timelines and. Uh, maybe that maybe none of them are particularly the darkest timeline, but they are different timelines. Yeah, so. I, I think, I think you, that makes sense. I think you can really tell my investment in a franchise when I just go, yeah, I don't care about the time travel rules, man. Well, <laughs> you should, because that's that's what they're building towards. It's going <laughs> to be called Jumanji Wars. The Jumanji Dynasty. The Jumanji I, Dynasty. I, I can't I can't wait for Jack Black in the next film to go. It happened again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah one so this is a good segue uh because i know in the next movie we'll talk about this in the next movie because i believe it it they make some choices for what i assume are fairly clear reasons that also don't really jive with this movie well because one of the things that i liked in this movie a lot is the cast i think the cast is stellar mm-hmm. i think all four of these are standout performances for the four main actors the adult actors I really like that none of these guys are feel like they're literally doing like kid impressions. Jack Black is the gets the closest. Um, Jack Black's uh, the the person playing the Jack Black avatar is a teenage girl, and so Jack Black is doing lots of like, oh my god, what and all that kind of stuff. He's swear word fantastic in this. I think yeah. he's so good in this movie. And I wanna yeah, I wanna yeah, I. I think in this, I might be stealing your thunder. I don't know what. Well, well I'll, I'll, I'll just do. Talk- yeah, before we get into specifics, I get what really all I wanted to get at was like 
Dwayne Johnson isn't like, mm, it's me. Uh, uh, what is his name? Sheldon? Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> it's <Timmy>. me. Uh, Spencer. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not doing like full on voices, but they are just embo- they're, they're embodying those performances to make yeah. it sound more grandiose than it is. Um, and I really, really love that. Dwayne Johnson is talking like Dwayne Johnson, but with the cadence of Alex Wolf, mm-hmm. and like the Jack Black gets the closest, but he still he still is talking like Jack Black. He's just using the cadence of the actress playing Bethany, and I think that's just yeah. really really fantastic, and it honestly helps me buy it more mm-hmm. because otherwise I'm like, so in the video game, do they talk like the kids? Like that doesn't work anyway. Yeah, Tyler. Well, I was gonna say, I yeah, I think it's it's very funny to me because. Jack Black is, I yeah, I think he's doing amazing work because yeah. he's not, he's hitting the line so perfectly of not making that annoying. Yes. Um, yes. Or creepy. Not making that, mm-hmm. Or creepy. Or, or just over the top. Uh, like, it is exactly where it needs to be yeah. to get across like, oh yeah, this is, this is how it would be if a teenage girl was playing a video game character who they totally like felt like they did not match. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, like, they just like... <clears throat> And and the way that he embodies that over the course of the movie, as she has like a character arc and like interacts with the other characters and grows some, yeah. Uh, and so then when you see her at the end, you're like, oh my gosh, that's yeah, of right. course, <laughs> Bethany. We, you know, she's great. Like y- the the payoff there is just like miraculous that they're able to make that Absolutely. work. Like it it is it is shocking how well it how well it comes across. Absolutely. Um, and there's yeah a whole lot of uh, penis jokes also well, involving and- Jack Black, which are strangely pretty effective uh yeah i would say there's literally a line where jack black entreats a female character to come and look at that part of his body and it's not creepy Mm -hmm. because the movie sets up so clearly because when he he he, uh bethany as jack black Mm -hmm. needs to use the restroom and so she's standing near kevin hart or he jack black is near kevin hart and jack black's like okay what do I do? Walk me through it's, this. It's very good. It's very What's good. the process? And it's very, very funny. And he's like, oh my God, there it is. Martha, come look. <laughs> like, yeah. he j- and then later when he's teaching Karen Gillan's character how to flirt, like, again, you said that could be so creepy and off-putting, but it's not. It's just funny. Mm-hmm. And that you have these scenes of Jack Black and Karen Gillan, like, bonding as teenage girls from very different social cliques and everything. And it's just, you buy it all yeah. so much it's it's like it's the reason jack black is as good as he is is because he's willing to be very like sort of almost vulnerable i mean yeah. i don't want to like totally like no yeah you know apply yeah. oscar worthy sure, like fame sure. to this performance but it's a really really good performance and it's like the fact that he's willing to go there and not just be like oh this is too weird i'm just gonna like go totally to the extreme and right, just right. like lock this in and, and kind of do this this very silly thing um, but my point is he's doing that. Um, Dwayne Johnson is, is doing a different performance. It's not like massively different, but he is, you know, it, it's his, his cadence, his kind of mannerisms. Yeah. Um, obviously it's in the script itself. Like he, he is trying, <laughs> he's, yeah. he is, he's doing some acting and it's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he doesn't always do that. Uh, <laughs> like sometimes he just is here to beat up a gorilla or whatever right. that movie right. is about. Um, uh Karen Gillan is is fantastic. Wonderful. She's she's pulling off this idea of like a teenage girl who's like in this adult body and like mm-hmm. dealing with that. Um 
<laughs> and then Kevin Hart is just like, hey, what if I was Kevin Hart and I made jokes about how I used to be taller? <laughs> yeah, and I, I Kevin Hart is is and it, you know what? It's he's still very funny. He's in this, very funny for in a this. lot of the movie. Like it, it yeah. mostly works, but it it was funny like seeing how much that sticks out. No, he Kevin Hart has the it's the least like of a stretch from what I would kind of assume Kevin Hart. Yeah, I haven't seen that many Kevin Hart movies, but it's what I you know it's fairly similar what I would imagine. But he's just a very good comedic actor. He has really good comic timing. Because mm-hmm. you can be a good comedian, but it doesn't mean you're a good comic actor. But he's being a very good comic actor. I, I saw him in this tiny little like drama years ago called Let Go. And I remember him being really good in that as well. Um, and that and this are like the main two movies I think I've seen him in. <laughs> Maybe, probably not. But uh, yeah, I, I do think he's very, very funny in it. The way he says, I'm missing the top two feet of my body is is quite good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I love Karen Gillan in this. I think she's wonderful. Like, when they first arrive in the game, the way she's, like, she's slumping her shoulders and she's, like, wrapping her arms around her, her exposed midriff and just, like, her body language is such that of an awkward teenage girl. And not, like, a cartoonish version of, like, nah, well, you know, science. It's, she's, she's... She seems like an insecure, a person who is insecure and and is growing confident. And I think that's the thing is that you mentioned Jack Black being kind of vulnerable. None of them feel like they're playing the joke versions of that. Yes. Again, Jack Black is the closest, but they're playing those people. They're they're playing the person and not the stereotype. Um, yeah. I, and then when Karen Gillan does start to get the big comedy of like having to flirt badly and all the tossing her hair around and making the facial expressions like that's very funny physical humor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think she's, she's wonderful. Um, and yeah, I think this is, it might be my favorite Dwayne Johnson performance because it's one of the most like performance performances I've seen him yeah. give. It's one of the more interesting ones. Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> like, yeah. cause I, I can't think of anything. That I mean, competes. it's, it's like, to me, it's either like you have this and, and maybe there's other ones and I'm not thinking of, but this Doom? is one where I'm like, he's doing something different Yeah, or you have like the most straight man Dwayne Johnson performance, which right, to right. me would be fast five. Like that. It's no, totally. Like, yeah. You're, you either do one of those avenues, you go all the way Dwayne Johnson, or he's doing something interesting here and, and pulling it off. Yeah. And I, I really like how you, again, you just always buy that. He's this scared, sensitive kid in this action figures body. Like yeah. the, and I was, this is another thing I'm, I'm really like that the movie does the, the sort of love, the sort of romance arc between Spencer and Martha who are in the bodies of Dwayne Johnson and Karen Gillan is very sweet and, and lovely. But there's a point where I was like, am I going to feel uncomfortable because of the obvious age difference between Dwayne Johnson and Karen Gillan? Like, is this going to get problematic? But partially because the movie's so good at reminding you like, nope, that is Spencer and Martha. That's mm-hmm. not Bravestone and Ruby Roundhouse. Like that's Spencer and Martha. But then also the one time that those two characters kiss, it is this over the top. They're so bad at it. And they're, they're just kind of pressing the corners of their opposite corners of their mouths against each other. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so crazy that you're like, you know, what? I'm not uncomfortable. This is just funny. And I think th- this movie does do a little bit of the Dwayne Johnson is the human ideal. And well, yeah. maybe you oh, can little. be happy even if you're not Dwayne Johnson. So it's still, it's still doing the Dwayne Johnson brand thing. But if it didn't work so well, that would annoy me. But it works really well. And it's, he's very, very funny, Dwayne Johnson. Like he has some, he is very charismatic and he is an action figure of a man, but he's, he's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's funny in the movie. 
Look, I, w- I was just in shock that this movie was able to give me four compelling character arcs. I know. I most, know. Most big franchise movies can't even get one right. This one got yeah. four. <laughs> well, and, and it's the movie. I, none of those arcs are that profound or revelatory. No. Sure. But I will take that. Like simple. I will take and, simple but effective rather yeah. than that was a nice idea, but you way but, missed it. <laughs> the premise is so fun and good yeah. that it's like these are very simple coming of age yeah arcs it's like i i mean the the movie is about like identity it's about these characters yeah. trying to figure out who they are in real life because they're all kind of at crossroads they've all uh gotten detention for one reason or the other that is like i guess not bethany but the other three like it's related to them stressing out about futures and like yeah trying to figure out like do people like me and all this stuff um and so it's the, seeing them grapple with that while in bodies they don't they aren't comfortable with, and then like having that help them grow when they come back. It's it's really well done. I think it's it. You don't need to do a whole lot with that. Like right, right. So much of that comes across that it's like the fact that this movie and I, I have not seen the second movie. I am like I finished this movie and I was like that was great I have no hopes <laughs> I know I know I was like I don't know because, if you can get this twice because I just think that I mean it's we've talked about this uh we really like uh, landed on this I think with the die hard movies when you catch lightning in a bottle because you do something that's subtle and kind of understated and you you know what you know what you're going for and you get it and then everyone else loves it and then you have to repeat it <laughs> yeah uh, we'll see sure sure i have a feeling they're going to go a lot crazier with it and not be nearly as like nuanced in the way that they try and approach it yeah uh, because this one is really i think like shockingly kind of subtle and sweet and mm-hmm. sincere in the way that it plays these characters yes you know th- there are a couple of things that i know about the sequel that give me pause but i will reserve sure full judgment we will say um no, I agree. I think the closest any of these arcs get to being something I'm not as familiar seeing, and that may say more about the art I consume, is like the Bethany and Martha relationship where like most movies would pitch it pretty clearly as like Martha's right and Bethany's wrong. But right. they have that great conversation fairly early where Bethany's like, so you clearly hate me, but like I didn't do anything to you. And yeah. you realize like, okay, yes, Bethany is vapid and, and very focused on herself and and isn't paying enough attention to the world around her she has that great line where uh, she jack black says not somehow not having my phone has made my other senses so much stronger which is such a great <laughs> such a great line but but like all of the, but then they have this conversation about how yeah martha was being judgmental uh, you understand why martha was kind of writing bethany off but then you're also like well martha but that doesn't like necessarily justify you just bullying her not bullying her but like kind of jabbing at her her. yeah because like you're both you know that that's more about your own insecurities and yes bethany has to learn some stuff but like she's also a person and i and i like that i like when they can go hey sometimes you know everyone there's i heard this axiom recently i can't remember exactly how it goes but it's like there is like nobody wins the the contest of suffering or something like that like Every, everybody's got it. You just have to kind of allow other people to have to have their pain. But uh, I, I thought that was 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 nicely done. Um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, it's, it's just simple and effective. Like, 
again with Jack Black's performance, it's it's so like there's a line where they have in that conversation where uh, Jack Black is like, "Why do you hate me?" and yeah. Martha's like, "Cause you're shallow, and you you know you I think you live in this bubble that kind of keeps you isolated from the real problems of the world." Uh, and he's kind of like, "That's fair," <clears throat> and like the way he lands that is. I don't know. I I don't like it's a, it's a really good performance. It really, it really is. Uh, and and the way that that having this sort of like such a crazy juxtaposition, I think allows for that to feel a lot more strong than it would if it was just like the writing on the page and it's it's two women. Right. Um. Not, not to say that. I feel like that comes across like don't cast two women in your in your empowering uh you know character arcs about two women. But I think it really does like. It's a really like just clever choice to do to have that be how they like basically once you take away Bethany looking like, you know, the high school superstar, uh how it's like, oh, there is a real person under there and there they can have real conversations and learn and grow. And then once you know that person, it's so much easier to accept them into your friend group. Like that right. that is, I think it, like it's such a smart thing. I don't I'm really fascinated by like how this movie got made and who started it creative creatively, like whose whose vision this was and like where this came from. Because I, I think that there's there's something really fun there. And there there's somebody I feel like somewhere along the way had this really brilliant idea of what what if we not only make it a video game, but we make it these characters are avatars of these high school characters and they're going to learn and grow because they're not in their own bodies and that allows them to have yeah, different interactions and, and realize who they are independent of kind of the, the superficiality of high school. And like so much of that is just in the performances and just uh, in, in some of the, the conversations they have in the video game world. And so I, I feel like somewhere along the way, someone had all that and probably pitched it to some executives and they were like, yeah, this looks like fun. Sure. And they're like, well, did you like the part about <laughs> all the really like neat stuff, character stuff I want to do? And they're like, ah, you got big rhinos. That sounds good. <laughs> This will make a hundred bucks. <laughs> when it's so nice too that all all of the avatars are are kind of the opposite of the the teenagers in a way, but that the lessons from that they get from it are something more substantial. Like Martha's, le- Martha doesn't come back to the real world, and she's like, "I'm gonna wear crop tops now." <laughs> like, <laughs> which that's, I'm not shaming crop tops, but like that she's, I don't know, she just comes to understand like to be confident in who she already is. And Spencer finding bravery in who he already is, as opposed to like, I'm going to go home and get jacked. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I, I like all that. And that Fridge learns that, like, I don't just have to be a football star to be useful. And and there's some good backpack jokes and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, it, is, it works really well. Um, there's also an, another famous actor. It's one of the Jonases. Alex, which Jonas is it? Wrong through the cast list. No, so no, 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 no. Don't, don't you look at it. You I look don't. at me. All right, all right, you look right. at me. <laughs> <laughs> look at me and tell me which Jonas it is. All right. All right. I, I can confirm my hands are off the keyboard. I'm not, yep. t- I'm not, I'm not looking. Is it Nick? Show me Nick. It's Nick. Okay. It's not it's Nick Jonas. Whatever I, I said. It's <laughs> not Jeffrey Jonas. No. Britain. Britain. You uh, literally, you literally told me to, to name, to not name one. And then I named one. Britain just pointed behind behind at his wall and I just had the image of like on Family Feud 
yeah. when they instead of turning over the word, it's just a big image of Britain's face saying, It's Nick. <laughs> like, you're, you're the host and you also show up on the board. That, say that would be right or wrong. <laughs> I should make uh family show games. What I, is the name of that? Family feud. John John. Oh, uh, game 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 shows, right? Game shows. Yeah, game shows. Yes. Um, the genre is called Fun Time. <laughs> I should make fun time. Yeah. I should make fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can call it uh, Tyler's Board Studio or TBS. Yeah. <laughs> um, very fun times. <laughs> we we know fun. <laughs> we we know fun times. No, uh, Nick Jonas is in the picture. Uh, he's he's fun. Again, there, there's some. This is where they start really leaning into the. It's funny because Jack Black's playing a girl. Um, Because there's a lot of Jack Black being like, hey, <laughs> to him. And I do like, just to keep harping on the performances, There, this movie does uh, uh, traffic in the the fairly worn trope of, you wouldn't expect this person to say this thing. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson's character is nervous? Mm. Jack Black's a girl, and Karen Gillan, she's insecure around boys? Isn't that funny? But part of it is the jokes that are written are very funny and the performances are so good and there's enough nuance in there that I'll, yeah. I'll totally take it. And it's not just like, a grandma's rapping? The, the camera mm-hmm. zooming in on the rock while he's whispering, don't cry, don't cry, don't yeah. cry, don't cry. Yes. That's, that's very <laughs> that's good. quite good. And he says something about like, I don't have my inhaler and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Nick Jonas is, is, is fine in it. You know, I really like all the throwbacks. He's like, man, she's pretty fly. Not not as fly as Cindy Crawford, but she's the bomb. Like all that stuff is pretty good. I I had a like it feels it feels like a like a backhanded compliment. It's really not. Mm. Um but I did have the thought that I don't think I would if I didn't know of the Jonas Brothers' existence, sure. I don't think he would have stood out to me in this movie. I like I don't you, think yeah. I would have seen him and been like Oh, there's a there's a Jonas brother. Oh my gosh, what's he doing acting? Like I think I'd be like, okay, yeah. they got an actor. He's he's, he's playing this. I spy he's, with my little just, eye a Jonas brother. You know, like, <laughs> like he he wouldn't have stood out to me as someone who's like, oh wow, this is this is a weird performance. This guy doesn't feel like he knows what he's doing. Like it's sure it's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he feels fine. like an actor. I agree. Uh, he 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 works for the part. So I I thought that was neat. I was I was glad to. I always uh like like a good stunt casting like that. I think that's fun. I I, um, okay, I hope he plays uh <laughs> the the dinosaur from Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur <laughs> in Twin. No, I, I I I would like to see if he you know continues to. I don't know if he's really been in anything else or if this is like Didn't tell you. just a. This is wasn't this the same year as Dunkirk? <laughs> it with yes, it was. Style. It was. There, I guess they were just like competing. <laughs> <laughs> who, what, well, let's find pop stars who can act. Yeah. That's what the world needs. Well, right now. There, there are more still hot time, boys in our movie. There's still time to put Nick Jonas in Oppenheimer. There's still time. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Production ain't wrapped. <laughs> Chris, Chris, call us. We've got good ideas for you. He's like, well, it's. I was going to get Post Malone, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be the one who just delivers the I am <laughs> become death destroyer of <laughs> no, 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 he was going to get Post Malone to play FDR. It's a whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. Um, yeah. I will... oh, Nick Jonas is like a theater actor. Yeah, he did, well, he did that Les Miserables 
concert reunion. Thing. Yeah, he was he was Marius and he was in Hairspray. Mm. Was he just in Hairspray? He wasn't in the Hairspray movie. No, no, okay. that was but yeah, he was in he was in a production of Hairspray. I don't I don't know how. Uh... Oh, he was in Midway. So he was oh, like, wow. I, need, I need to do a Dunkirk. <laughs> so he did a Roland Emmerich film. So he did a Roland Emmerich Dunkirk. <laughs> oh, God. I could be Harry Styles, too. Um, we missed that he was uh, a cherub in Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. Uh, we, Maybe we didn't miss that. We remember. might have talked about that. I actually. think we talked about that. Uh, and then he's in... Uh, Chaos Walking is that the he, oh he the is in Chaos Walking <laughs> with Tom uh, Holland and Daisy Ridley yeah yeah that's, that's right I, I, I just I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it is not Tyler pretty sure well I just what the Flophouse episode makes it feel it's a compelling idea I think <laughs> I I don't I don't think fine is is the word I would use to describe it Tyler oh I thought I said bad oh I thought you said <laughs> I thought you said it's probably fine. Oh, I may have said that afterwards, <laughs> but I say that about most things. Um, I just like to give things the benefit of the doubt, like yeah. Jumanji The Next Level, which he's also in. I, so, I yeah. will say Alex Wolf is a good actor. Yes. Um, obviously, <laughs> I need him to change his haircut because he looks just like he does in Hereditary. And I was like, I'm waiting for him to look into a mirror and see a demented version of himself. Yeah, you're like, don't go to school. <laughs> and just start like physically abusing himself. Like I was just waiting for that to happen. I think he has different hair in Pig. Okay. Well, well all right. Well, we might have he's, something. He's got a more Tony Revolori and uh, Homecoming kind of like slick down and all full sure. facial hair kind of deal. Yeah, that kind of uh, thing. But yeah, Alex um, Wolf just always looks like nervous and scared. And I, like that obviously fits the character. But I was just like, it's the kid from Hereditary. I right. can't get that out of my head. <laughs> and you were like, wow, I really don't see a lot of his mom in this movie. Oh, yeah. No, not Look, mom, his dad in this I'm, movie. I'm not going to say that, that Payman is... is running the whole Jumanji scenario. Say, but they, they, put, they, <laughs> they put the jewel in at the end and shout Jumanji and then just like out of the woods, these cultists come wandering yeah. towards them and the the night goes dark and torch lights go up. I'm going to say something. We do need a fourth Jumanji movie only if it's directed by Ari Aster. <laughs> and it would be that the, the be absolute good. most terrifying movie I've ever seen in my life. Um, Only if they bring back, like everyone who's been yes, in the Jumanji yeah, movie, the full thing. Uh, only if they if that is uh, into the Jumanji verse, but it's terrifying. Then yes, Kirsten Dunst would act the heck out of an Ari Aster script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she would mm-hmm. tear it to shreds. It'd be so good. Goodness, yeah. Um, Alex Wolf. I'm trying to get back to where I I had something to say. Alex Wolf, Nick Jonas, Nick Jonas. Was oh, his my, his Marius is fine, but okay. I'm such a purist about the Royal Albert Hall tenure with sure. Michael Ball and Colm Wilkinson. That's not even a Nick Jonas drag. I just really love that that version of Les Rob. There, I said it. And again, if you're like, hey, your Marius is okay, then that's like that's still a pretty good achievement. Like, Marius is hard. Yeah. yeah, you did all right. It's like all right, you passed for sure. For sure. Um, I will say, uh, uh, I lament that we didn't get more of Reese Darby in this movie. He plays mm-hmm. Nigel, the the sort of guide NPC. I think Reese Darby is one of the most immediately funny people to me. Like, literally pretty much anything he says, I'm inclined to laugh at it. He sure. just, I haven't watched Our Flag Means Death yet. But, like, he he's 
very every time I, he's on Bob's Burgers and other stuff, like I find him extremely funny. So I want a little bit more of him. Also, in literally one scene, maybe even one shot, uh, Alex Wolf's mom is played by uh, Marin Hinkle, who is Miss Maisel's mom on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I meant to look her up, yeah. and I just assumed she would show up again, and I'd get another chance right. to try and recognize her. <laughs> but she's literally remember, in one scene. I can't remember her character's name. She's great on Mrs. Maisel. I can't remember her character's name. Miriam, maybe? No, Miriam yeah. is, is yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, she, uh, Tony Shalhoub's wife. Um, yeah. She's terrific on Maisel. And I was like, hey, what are you doing here? Hmm. Yeah. And Colin Hanks is nice. <laughs> didn't, didn't get a lot of chances, but he's good. He's a, I mean, that is like <laughs> sort of the the spiritual representation of everything is okay. And yes. this is a sweet yeah. ending. <laughs> is, let's yeah. get a Hanks. I also like here. that the movie went. Not yet. We're, but. <laughs> no, not yet. We're also ending on Christmas. Yeah. It's yeah. still Christmas. Yes. That would be kind of funny if we ended it and it actually like, oh, we jumped even further into the future than we thought. And it is Tom Hanks. And it's uh, just like, no. remember that one time Tom Hanks showed up at the end of a Jumanji movie? Yeah. <laughs> really we weird. Back. What did we what did we think of the actual like video game levels and stunts and scares? Um like I said, to me they were largely like okay. I think that the effects in this are fairly you know, they're your standard order Hollywood, mm. like nice job. Nothing to write That's home fun. about, but nice. Yeah. The old Jumanji, the previous Jumanji, the digital effects, you have to look at it with a completely different metric, and the practical effects are phenomenal. But again, you like all of the Jumanji 1996 or whatever effects come with a big asterisk next to them that says 1996. A big Ari asterisk next to them? Hey, oh. there it is. It's That's when he tells you extra information. <laughs> so you want to learn about this historical reference. Let me tell you. And why um, you should be scared of it. It's, yeah. It's it's like that thing in Watchmen where uh, uh, with, uh, Gaines is talking to Regina King about uh, he's given all the backstory for for Redfordations and stuff, but it's Ari Aster talking about Jumanji stuff. <laughs> um, that was a great reference I did. <laughs> I follow at all. I follow. Thank you. Thank you. Alex. I don't care if the audience follows. I followed Henry, Henry Louis Gates. You know who I mean. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, I think I think all that stuff is fine. I think if the comedy didn't work so well and the characters didn't work so well, it's it's weird that I'm watching this like holiday blockbuster Hollywood big name big stars movie, and I'm like the best thing about it was the nuance and the emotion and the character, and not hey the set pieces were fun. Well, I, I do feel like this is the ideal scenario if you've got just kind of a you know in terms of a production like a very standard like we're putting a ton of money into it but nothing is really like blowing gonna blow anyone's mind. It's not. Yeah. It's not like Avatar. We don't have like some inventive special you know CGI or three D effect or anything that's gonna blow anyone out of the water. Um, it's not gonna be like a prestige like science fiction film or anything like yeah. that. Um, so it does have to rely on is the script good and the script is good <laughs> mm -hmm. like this is yeah that's 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 the one thing that it has to get right and it's it absolutely does but i was just kind of impressed that they used a lot of real world locations yeah um and not everything was just like a set or green screen um i think it was pretty clear when things were sets but that was okay 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just impressed. I was like, oh, they actually got the rock out there to run around in the forest. That's yeah. neat. Yeah. That's his natural habitat. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's where he sleeps. That's where he hunts. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he waits. I, I will say none of the effects took me out. I didn't notice mm-hmm. anywhere I was like, oh, that was that was just flat out terrible. Like the whole ending with um, you know, the rocks driving around on a motorcycle and you know there's clearly sure. some green screen but not none of it was that bad i didn't no. think yeah and like the stampede is, looks fine um yeah. you know the fight the, the fight scenes are okay the effect of the is alligator it? coming up out of the water and getting jack black at the beginning is oh, the pretty, hippo. pretty, pretty it's a hippo. good it's a hippo sir oh was it a hippo it's a pachyderm don't they have this exact same dialogue exchange in the, in the movie Hey Alex, do you have trouble distinguishing pachyderms and reptiles? Look, I can't even like remember people's names right now. How do you expect me to remember the types of animals that were in this movie? (laughs) Man, look at that crazy look at that crazy dog. That's a horse. Pretty much. I do look there was a scene in the original Jumanji with a giant alligator or crocodile or one of those, and it's fine. My brain is melted. It's fine. Correct. Uh, I, do I really was transported like they, into a board game for 26 years. Forgive me. I'm, I'm sure you were. Uh, <laughs> they all have like strengths. Like uh, Kevin Hart has zoology. Yeah. Uh, and and shouts out kind of what animals deals are. Yeah. And uh, Jack Black gets to read the map. Yeah. Is the only one who can understand the map. And they all have like a kind of view that they can see where they can they can read all their their stuff. Um one of the best scenes like fight scenes in the movie for me was Karen Gillan beating up the dudes yeah. uh while doing dance fighting um and the choreography was like really good like mm-hmm. she's like swinging around them and using momentum and uh it's it's quite fun yeah um she does like some Marvel big joke, kicks against guys on motorcycles I think so I Tyler, like... I think we're on the same level there <laughs> same <wavelength. laughs> um well, that Alex- yeah, she does do a big kick on a guy in a motorcycle. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, I don't know. Um, There's something really cool about that where she just kind of like totally. jumps and does like a sidekick against a guy who's like driving straight at her. Neat for yeah. sure. Uh, so I I think that all is neat. I like that Kevin Hart explodes after eating cake. Yeah, that's a very good bit. They they um, they get really creative, both the characters and the movie, with the dropping out after you respawn that's and you drop out of the where sky. I was going to lead to. Okay. So they do they do hold off on the like three lives means or the three bars means three lives thing they don't really explain that until later and they kind of say that as like oh it's a reveal uh which i think was i felt was pretty obvious sure early on maybe i'm just a gamer though <laughs> maybe that just you know I yeah yeah that. yeah uh <laughs> you were like what does he know do they have any side quests that they need yeah to? what's uh what's their inventory what's the goal here is there an objective look look tyler uh, tyler how many has... players we i love this here. game doesn't have waypoints not holding your hand Tyler has played Apex Legends with me once or twice. He knows his way around. around Literally a, a, once or twice. He, he, he knows his way around an Xbox controller. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, there's a there's a joystick, an A button. Uh, you hold it. Got handles. Yep. <laughs> Does big, the light big, mean it's on or off? There's a big there's a big button in the middle that says X. <laughs> playstation <laughs> see i i haven't i play playstation because playstation does what x don't oh i do i have i have a switch i forget to use it sometimes you you tell 
Does Bill Gates still care about Microsoft? Man, I don't know. Where, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't he's know up where we're at with this. Who's in charge? I can't. No, I can't. Uh, I, I can't wait until he comes out with like, I made my own Gears of War. <laughs> who's uh? Who's the the head of Xbox? He's the the video game Kevin Feige. Uh, let me see. Uh, I got it. Head. We're gonna sit here Xbox. until you find this. Don Matrick. That's not who I'm looking for. No, that's for. from 2013. Phil Spencer. <laughs> Phil Spencer. There we go. Anyway, um, that's that's very important information for everyone. I mean, it Spencer is, Man, is in bet, the movie. Hey, I bet uh, this guy has been to a Kings of Leon concert. Look, yes, when, when you're at trivia with Kevin night, Feige, probably when you're at trivia night with your best friends, you're gonna look so cool when you get Phil Spencer. As an that's answer. right. That's right. Do you guys? We're think... just here for trivia, man. <laughs> do you guys think that when Kevin Feige is about to hang out with his friends, he's like, "Okay, so here's what we're gonna do," and he puts a big like timeline <laughs> projector, and he's like, first, locos for wings." <laughs> <laughs> Next, we're, we're first is appetizers, and he takes you through the whole locos uh, uh, phase, and then it's yes, the, yes. the post locos, <laughs> and then and then you go to Top Golf first, like <laughs> for sure. I don't have a phase joke about that. You just, I think that no, yeah, like Top Golf. Fe- Feige, uh, Feige loves mini golf. I bet he does though. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, um, these light up. Great. <laughs> That's my Feige impression. <laughs> oh, these light up. Great. That's that's I, I I think that's his reaction to most things. Like people hand him like MCU you know models <laughs> yeah. like miniatures for like a um, an Avengers uh, jet mm-hmm. or whatever, and he, he puts it up. It's like oh, lights up. Very cool. This is All the right. this is the X Man Dazzler. Oh, it lights up. He's, Great. We need we need to make it our <laughs> life's mission to get him to say these words. Get Kevin Feige to say that. <laughs> he 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 goes up to the uh to like he's 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 getting prepped in Hall H at Comic Con and and then he uh he gets handed the remote and he's like okay and he clicks and he looks up and he sees the big presentation and he's like ah it lights up. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, does not look like Kevin Feige is in, is on a cameo, so it doesn't like we can. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I would. I mean, I'd love to see him in like a loose jacket and baseball cap, just saying it lights up, great, and I could just watch that. I really could. <laughs> we'll we'll figure this out. We'll we'll make it work. Yeah. Somehow we'll get him to say it. <laughs> um. Kevin, if you're listening, call us. <laughs> I'm, I'm tracing our steps. I know. What <laughs> part of Jumanji were discussing? Uh, Tyler, you were talking about the rules with people dying and coming back into the Yes. Game. Yeah. Yes. Uh, because they do uh, have it, you know, established pretty early on. It's like, okay, you die, and then you fall from the sky, and, and that's, your, that's you respawning. Um, and so they play with that throughout the movie, because they have, pe- first they just have people falling on Kevin Hart, which is fine. That's funny. Uh, but then they have uh, Kevin Hart falls and has to be caught by turning the helicopter sideways yeah. so that he falls inside the helicopter. And then Dwayne Johnson grabs him. Uh, and that's great. And then so that's kind of like a setup kind of in the middle point, like second act of the movie of like, all right, here's, you know, a, a point where we had to do something desperate to get somebody who is falling from the sky after dying. Um, and then it circles back around to. The very end of the movie, uh, a a setup and payoff that I could see they were trying kind of leaning towards, and I was like, "Are they going to do it?" And they did it, and it was great. Uh, Karen Gillan 
shows at the very beginning of the movie that she has venom as a weakness i don't know that she necessarily needed to have venom as a weakness i think we could have just assumed she was bit by a snake but that's fine it's still there it's in the script sounds good um and so she's in a snake bit and that's where she gets the jewel uh they established earlier even that dwayne johnson when he fell he got i think kevin hart pushes him out of at some point he no, no no it's it's is it when He's a, he falls from the tree. I don't know. Well, yeah, he point, loses his second life when he's during that last sequence where he's like trying to sneak the jewel and he gets like scared by a squirrel. Yeah. And then he falls and gets eaten by jaguars yeah. and then he respawns with the jewel. Yeah. So they establish even that like, okay, you're not going to lose the jewel if you have it on you when you die. And Karen Gillan still has two lies left. She goes into the snake pit, gets the jewel, uh, gets bit, drops down, uh, hands the jewel off midair as Dwayne Johnson is riding the motorcycle up the Panther statue and he grabs it and slams it in. Uh, there is a weird bit there where there's kind of a pause and no one remembers to say Jumanji. And then they just remember to say Jumanji and it's fine. Yeah. I kind of thought that there was going to be felt like you could have just taken that part out sure. <laughs> from the beginning. And, and, the there's, end. and there's even a weird pause where like it cuts to Van Pelt. Who's like, he starts smiling or laughing or something. He's like, Oh, it didn't work. I've won, yeah. but it <laughs> yeah. only lasts like five seconds. Well, yeah. it's so this is a very britain thing it's kind of it's the right kind of silly to hear see all these adult actors very sure. sincerely yelling jumanji but it reminds me of there's an episode of the simpsons where a bunch of animals bust out of the zoo and homer tries to stop them by yelling jumanji at them <laughs> <laughs> i think he's literally like wait i know how to stop them jumanji <laughs> and then of course nothing happens but it's a great bit and so that's what i think of so, there you now go. Now I know what I'm going to try if uh, if, some, if there's ever trouble at a zoo. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. like, I stand back, everyone. <laughs> you got it. Al- the zoologist is here. That's your uh, superhero name, the zoologist. Uh, but yeah, I, I I thought all of that was 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 fun. I liked how much attention the movie paid to how many lives each person had, mm-hmm. and they get them all down to one. So it's like, okay, there are stakes. Uh, everyone's only got one. And I like that even Bethany losing one of her lives is woven into her arc of like, no, I I will give away something of mine to that yeah. someone else may be okay. I like that too, because uh, we established that uh, Nick Jonas shows up with one life mm-hmm. and he mentions that he has a mosquito weakness. Yeah. We've shown through the, ver- again, the very funny cake gag that weaknesses mean you will die somehow right. <laughs> sometimes in a giant explosion for some reason when you eat cake. Um, then he i i kind of kept waiting for them to do like a oh he's not going to make it to the end and he's never going to show up and so then when they go back to the real world he won't be there and they'll just have to remember him or yeah something like that i wasn't really sure if they were going to actually try and address the time stuff uh or if they were going to like bring him back and then he could just be with bethany because that would also feel kind of weird yeah he was just like i'm fine being in a new world uh (laughs) so i i wasn't sure what they were doing with that um but I, I did keep wondering if he was just going to die off at some point. And they do have right after he pilots the helicopter, he gets uh, bit by a mosquito and it's like, Oh no, he's going to die. Oh, well, uh, I guess that was his arc in the movie um, or his existence in the movie. And then uh, Jack Black starts resuscitating him and they show like, Oh, just, you know, not just like in a video game. You don't usually trade a life necessarily, but there, right. I, there's, there's video games with that kind of mechanic. They show that you can give a life to somebody else and like 
heal them instead and you see that just through the like simple ui on the wrist where the tattoo is changing um and that's really nice that that is that is a a good swerve uh to kind of keep everyone going and do some more character stuff while you're at it absolutely and i like that um I like they also don't do a joke about Jack Black putting his mouth yeah. on Nick Jonas that like, cause I was like, there, there's going to be a joke about it somewhere, but they don't like, they play that scene quite sincerely, which I thought was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I really like how restrained, this is just before I forget about it, how restrained they are with his like nineties references that they only do a few of them. There's the bit about fly and Cindy Crawford. And then at one point Bethany's complaining about not having, having lost her phone and, he says, does phone mean something different now mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with you guys? And I was like, that's great. That's a great joke. We're not going to like keep ha- hammering home him being like, hey, so uh, did you guys ever figure out what happened to OJ? Like they don't just keep doing <laughs> doing all of that. But it's, it's yeah, it's nice. I, uh, I like that we don't know what exactly happens if they lose all their lives. Like we've mm-hmm. never, at no point in the movie do we see, okay, if you lose all your lives, you definitely are just dead gone from existence right. no more uh we don't see like oh if someone dies do we get to bring them all back if we win jumanji we don't see like oh if they die they just actually go back into the real world and it's fine i like that they leave that empty so that the stakes kind of feel like i it feels like a movie that doesn't feel cheapened by the ending yes uh at all it's like oh the stakes are real the whole time i guess they could have just died all right well good to know right <laughs> and that's that um because they kind of speculate on that throughout the movie but they don't really say for sure and we don't know for sure so that's nice yeah. i guess it's nice that the threat of death is looming over the movie. <laughs> and i like and they just have the scene at the end where they drop a bowling ball on the game and just destroy it <laughs> which is funny and obviously we know somehow it's somehow jumanji will return somehow it's jumanji has returned uh, but uh there is a really good conversation that i like in this where kevin hart and dwayne johnson are talking about the fact that it's it's harder to be brave in the video game when you when you're down to one life. Yeah. And Kevin Hart's like that's just life. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that's you you just have to be brave sometimes. Like Spencer, it's okay. <laughs> Do the thing. Um and that's that's a really nice moment as well to like there's that entire mechanic being kind of the core video game mechanic that comes back and forth throughout the movie is I think really really well thought out. Mhm. Totally, and I I would rather them put their their video game energy into that than into like here's a Pac Man joke, right? Um, yeah, I will say it was interesting in the credits when they do play Welcome to the Jungle. That's a very sexual song with a lot of sexual grunting, and I was like, this is a weird energy after this. You know, there's definitely some naughty jokes, but it's not a <laughs> not a libidinous film. <laughs> I was like, this is a weird energy. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Alex, I know, was was on his feet. He was also sending us lots of pictures of the four uh, characters saying "squad goals." I was yeah. wasn't really sure what that was supposed to mean, but okay. All right, I guess we got to fan cast each of us as one of the Jumanji characters now. Right. Yeah, but it, but like the the teens or the avatars, like the how avatars. Oh man, Joseph is. Bravestone. Probably right. <laughs> um, I guess am I am I fridge because I am short. 
I was gonna say you you have, and this is this is a, a little peek into our off mic lives. You do have a <laughs> a method of a, a, a means of conveyance, a a thing in which you keep your belongings that has uh, is very popular. It's a wallet. <laughs> I was gonna say your backpack, by it's which a, by by backpack I mean your suitcase. It's a wallet and a suitcase. So both Whoa. of them are actually fairly popular items. That's true. Yeah, you're really uh, you're really helping people track down Alex's location. Yeah. That's true. Look for the man with a away. with a popular suitcase. Go go look up on Amazon suitcase and buy that. And that is the thing you have to narrow Alex down by. Then you'll know. Then you'll <laughs> I wear know. it as a hat. Yes. Um. Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm Ruby Roundhouse or Professor. I, I'll, 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 I'll let you be Karen Gillan. I will accept Jack Black. Man, I will take on. Okay, the, the, Britain, the, if, the beating if any of us is going to do squad. dance fighting, it would be you. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I don't dance, but uh, I do fight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why Fre- we're getting frequently that. and with honor, y- using your momentum most of the time. <laughs> Exactly. Doing flips and such. Oh, man. All the time. Uh, sweet tricks. Always doing stunts. I am allergic, or not not quite allergic. Uh, a cake does not sit well with me, so this this even uh, the, this Actually, that, yeah. There being a sort of food-based vulnerability, I think, so is, this is sensible sense, for you. Yes. Yeah, and I uh, can't take venom. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> What was Oberon's weakness? You, you did almost die watching Venom 2. I did, so. I, I did say that it took away my life minutes. So, <laughs> all right. We've, we've put it all together. We, the character map is complete. Let's all now cast ourselves as Powerpuff Girls. Okay. And I, then we'll do okay. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I demand to be Bubbles and Donatello. Uh, I don't know if I am Bubbles and Donatello, but I demand <laughs> to be. Then, then we'll do uh, the and Fantastic then Four. The Beatles. The Beatles. And then the Beetle Borgs. <laughs> um, um, okay. The Incredibles. Uh, sure. I'm Violet. <laughs> Y'all just better watch out. I'm Violet. <laughs> I don't know, Alex. You know, okay. And actually, then uh, also the kids from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Would you be Violet there as well? Uh, so I'm not that familiar with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wow. I know. Um, wow. Revoke my '70s kid card. <laughs> um, yeah, I I have seen it, but it was a long time ago. I'm not I'm not uh, versed in the lore. Uh, no, and then. Uh, the last four colors of the rainbow are you still violet you know what yes okay that'll take that'll take uh <laughs> casting as green blue indigo or violet that does feel a lot more like casting us than somebody. <laughs> it's like look at all these choices <laughs> i think that's fair i um man it's really i don't know if we have a buttercup well, I don't know if we have a buttercup. Alex, you can be the mayor of Townsville. This makes sense to me. <laughs> Little Powerpuff Girls. This I don't know what to do. I am very indecisive and often have to call my friends for assistance. I say with deep love, Tyler, <laughs> that your son is Mojo Jojo. 
<laughs> That's fair. With only Alex, <laughs> did you have more to say about Jumanji? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I liked well, I it a lot it, more than I thought I would, and what? I give it, I give it an A minus. Okay, I quite liked it. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go A. I really do. Oh, I did A minus for the previous, didn't I, Alex? That sounds right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go A. I, I. It just, it's. I think it's a a great date movie. I think it's a great, um, just. I, I get like this sometimes where I'm like. No, I, I want to just have fun and watch a movie. I don't want to try to, like, I got to catch up on this thing or, like, I need to educate myself and, like, I got to watch a German thing or I got to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to just, like, what's this, like, movie? Was this, like, a fun, just, like, a movie to have on? And I think this is perfect for that. Um, it's a great showcase for, for its four leads. I just think it's a, a really, really good time. I'm going to stick with the B+. Plus. Same grade I gave the the original Jumanji. I think it's it's kind of the same level of quality for me, but just sure. with different objectives in mind. Totally. Um, one last thing. I did appreciate that they used the drums, the Jumanji yeah. drums. They had that as a plot point. They didn't forget about, yep. forget about that. So I think uh, there's a nice bit where they hear it, and it turns out it's the Stampede, which I thought was a nice... Yeah, a nice little bit mm-hmm. with with um, how much they kind of change and alter, and I'm I'm fine with that, especially because yeah. it's like magic thing turns into a video game. It's right. whatever. Um, I like that they kept that little bit of continuity. That was nice. And it's this weird combo of being, it's kind of a of a I don't want to say flaw. It kind of hurts the movie that it doesn't feel connected enough to the original, but it also. I like that it doesn't rely on constant callbacks and like yeah. they don't run through the exact obstacles that Peter and Judy run into. Like right. I kind of like that. It, I don't know. Again, the reboot thing, it's, it's bad until it isn't. And so on mm-hmm. the one hand, it's like, well, it's not really a Jumanji movie. It's kind of its own thing using the Jumanji name. But on the other hand, it's like, I'm glad they don't try to just be Jumanji again. I don't know. Yeah. It works. Um, I'm not, I haven't decided on my recommendation as yet, so y'all go. And by the time we get to me, I'll know what to do. This is also what I do at restaurants. I recommend the Tinder bar. <laughs> yes. Yay. <laughs> it finally happened. Uh, yeah, I did watch this. Uh, and it was sweet. It was just a sweet old memoir of a kid. It's actually, I, I will say, I think uh, in terms of like, I I haven't watched a ton of memoir movies or biopic type things i feel like what's nice about this is that it's it's a little more it's a little little less polished than things like that like they're they're going to college and uh swearing and sleeping together and like there's a general like realism to it for this this kid who's growing up and becoming a man um and it's it's just total comfort food. Uh, it's it's completely just like, hey, let's let's have a movie where it's just about you know these these lovable characters kind of slowly. Maybe not the main character is definitely kind of a scumbag, but is you know the, an endearing scumbag. Uh, Ty Sheridan is pretty good at in the role. Um, and then his his uncle father figure is Ben Affleck, and this is like. What's Ben Affleck been in recently? Because it's probably just by virtue of him having so much like energy and life in this performance, mm. it's probably one of the better performances I've seen him in in oh, a long wow. time. And I am including the way back in that. Um, I'm kind of thinking of like pre Batman, like 
sure. Oh, sure. Since then, I feel like he's he's you know had a rough time of it. Um, I can't think of. I don't know if he's been in anything else that was like really acclaimed. The last I, duel. I think he's in that. Yeah. Oh, is that okay? The, the accountant got decent reviews. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that just came out. Um. But yeah, like he he looks like he has. He he looks twenty years younger than I feel like Aww. the last time I saw him in a movie. So yeah, uh, it's really sweet. He's having a good time. You can tell he's because it's it's about like, uh, uh, this kid growing up and uh, kind of living basically in a bar on Long Island that his uncle runs, and his uncle is very sweet and gives him lots of you know kooky uncle life advice. That's also got kernels of truth to it and uh, kind of just navigating the world and finding love and all that sort of thing so it's it's nice it's just a sweet nice movie and i had a good time with it and i think if you just want something that will make you not think about anything else in the world and just like you're like okay sure i'll watch ben affleck and ty sheridan have fun and also christopher lloyd for a little bit oh good uh then that's your movie nice ben affleck um he's like yeah my ultimate piece of of advice for you you nephew uh, don't do superhero movies and ty sheridan just looks at the camera and goes oh no <laughs> he goes speaking of which he looks at the camera and goes if only <laughs> ty sheridan does uh i i think this is in the podcast that i complained quite a bit about ty sheridan's big moment where he he does an f-word in dark phoenix yes. and it's supposed to be like a big impactful thing and i hated it uh, <laughs> and in this one he gets to swear and it's fun <laughs> and he has some good moments oh that's fun so what you got alex uh i'll go ahead and just uh throw this in there since, since both of you love this one so much i watched several things but I'll, I'll keep it to a minimum this time um i watched mitchell's versus the machines and it was absolutely delightful i think the highlight for me is the animation yeah um mm-hmm. just the style yeah. i don't come across that many animated films where it's just like a single image gets a big laugh out of me but for some like the way they just handle facial expressions like i was just like every once in a while i felt like i had to pause it and just like soak it in and be like this is this is just great Mm. um Mm -hmm. it's a great movie yeah i I had a great time it might i think it might have been a little too long for me given how kind of the story is creative but overall just like broad strokes plot points it's fairly standard um which is perfectly fine for what it is um, but I felt like it was a little too long. I think I feel like it was the, close to like two hours. Yeah, it's yeah. It's the the big draw is definitely the I think the animation style and the humor. Yeah, and so it's like yeah that uh, I think that's what really the yeah. Furby the Furby uh, yes. scene is tremendous. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I did i did there were several moments where i was like i want to just take a picture and send that to the group chat and be like this is <laughs> <laughs> am i alive right now <laughs> so yeah it's uh it, it's really really fun to look at and it was really funny so yeah yeah and then i'm also over halfway through the terminal list um because <laughs> i i i like to suffer <laughs> um it, it's fine it's it's perfectly fine uh your dad will probably love it anyway <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> Tyler. I guess that means you need to watch the terminal list. I love, I love the idea of being like, oh, this show, this show might not be your speed, but your parents are gonna love it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it does kind of have that vibe to it. Sure. 
Britain. Well, Alex, I think you're you're well prepared for a barbecue for the next like three years. Yeah, I can just see you do, with a twist off cap, being like, "Yeah, hey, you guys check the terminal list." It it really is that kind of. Dude, show. They're coming out with yeah. terminal list season four, huh? <laughs> oh man, uh, listen, I don't know why on my Yellowstone is back my, on terminal. Come back, YouTuber voice. But. <laughs> um, so I, I I'm not gonna recommend a movie. Fifty things you missed in the terminal list. Terminalist explained. Is Terminalist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> we check it out. <laughs> and there's like a, a red circle around Chris Pratt's face pointing yeah. to like, I don't know. <laughs> Star-Lord. A, like a lapel <laughs> pin on Don Cheadle's jacket or something. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, was Kang behind it all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your, your, your wife and daughter, they were just junk traders, Chris Pratt. And they... Uh, <laughs> they they didn't whatever the line is in Star Wars, right? I, I'm Chris Chris Terminal. <laughs> there, Alex, how 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 great is the scene where he goes into like a warehouse and a bunch of uh, people from another country look up and they go, "Save us, Terminal List." <laughs> Your only hope. That's that's his, that's his code name. You know, sometimes yeah, you, get, you get a specific call sign when you're in the military. His mm-hmm. is his terminal, is terminal list. list. <laughs> um, I think that would be very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. Uh, I, I did. I did watch a movie. I watched the Netflix, the new Netflix movie Persuasion, starring Dakota Johnson. You know, I I, I didn't hate it, but it didn't persuade me to recommend it. I feel like the things I went to that yeah. movie for, it delivered, but I could get by watching Cha-Cha Real Smooth or Pride and Prejudice, Keira Knightley version. So, you know, it's a movie. Um, Dakota Johnson is quite good in it. Uh, what I will recommend, I'm going to I'm gonna pull a Tyler. I'm going to recommend a book. Um, I It is a book that I've been reading for a while because it's long. <laughs> it is called The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay by Michael Chabon. Um, and I really, really loved it. It is basically, it, it takes place, it starts in like, the, I think the late 30s, like right at the beginning of World War II, and then ends in 1954, um, which is not a spoiler. Uh, but it is about these two uh, young boys who are cousins, uh, Joseph Cavalier and Sammy Clay, who, Joseph is a, a Czech immigrant um, who escaped uh, Hitler's growing reign to come to New York to live with his cousin Sammy and they end up basically creating comic book characters in the during the golden age um and it's about their lives it's about the characters that they create it is a lot about what comic books were at that time period Michael Chabon is clearly a very very big fan of comic books and a very very big fan of that era of comics there is a lot of writing in it about like for for a book with no illustrations the imagery is so perfect just in the way he describes rooms and facial expressions and stuff but the way that he describes the art and how vivid the characters that they create like the escapist and luna moth are in in your head as a reader um i think they actually did publish a series of graphic novels <laughs> like in world graphic novels and i think like brian k vaughn wrote one of them and like oh, that's cute it, it looked pretty neat um, and very, very a variety of, of artists. Um, it's beautifully written. It's very wordy. The sentences are very long, um, but they are gorgeous. Uh, it's, it's funny. It's very touching. 
the the length there are parts of the book that that kind of dragged for me but the overall like beginning to the end you're like i'm glad i went on that i'm glad i took that 637 page journey because it it's 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 very loving um i say this not as a joke it is very jewish and it is a big big like i would say even i I am a fledgling comic book nerd but if you like comics like it is definitely a novel to read uh you even get the stan lee makes a little appearance and orson wells is actually woven into the narrative in Mm. kind of a neat way uh it's 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 really creative and interesting and is full of a lot of love for new york and for that time in new york and that that era of comics i really recommend it um that is the amazing adventures of cavalier and clay cavalier with a k by michael chabon and it was one of those books that after I read it, I was like, well, I want to read everything Michael Chabon has written. This is, I, I'm really liking his uh, his style. So watch The Tender Bar and Mitchell's Versus the Machines and then read a book. Yeah. All I got from that, Britain, was that our, our, our uh, honorable or dishonorable mentions, uh, I, I just got, I, I am all the persuasion and I am all the <laughs> terminalist and then just lightning at each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. I, you know what? Madam Webb might have to fight Star-Lord at some point, so that might make sense. <laughs> she will definitely have to fight Taylor Kitsch at some point. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to be Gambit, though. He's going to be... Uh... Mm, I don't know. Prob- Sandman? <laughs> <laughs> There's a Sandman? <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I was, he's probably going to be Blue Beetle, but like the original version of Blue Beetle. Sure. You know. That's, yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> Wait, is Blue Beetle? He was, I, I guess, I guess he probably was always DC, huh? Yeah, Beetle, there's a Beetle that's a Spider-Man villain. Oh, okay. Then it'll be that one. Yeah, that guy. There's yeah, Beetlejuice. Yeah. There's also Beetlejuice. <laughs> If, if we must <laughs> Taylor it's showtime it 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 is showtime <laughs> showtime begins now uh, Britain I think you put a little too much excitement into that <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well, listen I, I I used all my impression energy on Kevin Feige I don't have yeah I, I can't <laughs> the well is dry my man uh Kevin Feige when he uh when he gives himself superpowers by successfully <laughs> Making enough money off of Secret Wars, he's like, it lights up. <laughs> Incredible. It's time. Uh, this, it's like those micro impressions, like Kevin Feige at a at a tree lighting at Christmas. <laughs> it lights up. Great. <laughs> Kevin Feige being given a, a light bright for Christmas. It lights up. <laughs> Great. That's that's him at five years old. By the way. Yeah, exactly, for sure. He's always been a taciturn gentleman with grand design plans. Correct. The light brights he created. Oh boy! Oh snap! You should see them. Um, I will find him. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, Good energy. If you want to hear us talk about Jumanji, <laughs> welcome to the next level. Two, allegedly. <laughs> Uh, you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. You can email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Music. We are on all the podcast listening devices, places, places that can go on your devices. 
whatever. Um, enjoy the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd be and like, that's... um, God, God, God bless you. God bless you <laughs> may, all. May the light of God I shine have your life. Been Tyler. I have also been t- I'm just kidding. I've been. <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> now we are all okay. Tyler. <laughs> I am become Tyler. We're, we're all Tylers here. <laughs> um, well, I don't know about these sheeple, but I've been Britain, and you are having a good night. <laughs>